Family is everything. It's love, not ambition, that will blossom in this garden. Well, something has to. I'm not a good gardener, it's true. My husband thinks you've come home to die. I've just bought a pension. I can't die for at least 10 years or I'll be ruined. In 1613, William Shakespeare was going through a pretty rough time. He lost the Globe Theatre to a fire. He mourns the loss of his son, having trouble with his marriage and his daughters at home. He enters retirement with lots of drama. All featured in the new film, All Is True. And joining me right now is the star and director of All Is True is Kenneth Branagh. Hey, Kenneth. Uh, hi, Jeff. How are you doing? I'm doing well this morning. Thank you for speaking to me. I saw All Is True last night and I absolutely loved it. Thank you. Thank you very much. Well, we've had Shakespeare in love, but now we have Shakespeare in the garden. <laughs> he is in the garden, and like me, um, although Shakespeare was very experienced, he knew about plants, he mentions them 800 times in his plays. I don't think he was very skillful at trying to plant them or grow them, uh, but it was almost the place where I started the, the film. I, I wanted to create a Shakespeare garden, use the plants that he mentions in his plays, and uh, rather like him, I didn't really get very far with my garden, but I did get to make this film. Well, as the movie opens, we find out that William Shakespeare lost his Globe Theatre to a fire. Uh, he still mourns the loss of his son. Uh, his wife is neglecting him. No affection. His daughter is competing for his attention. His life was filled with drama. It is, and I think that when I was, as I have done across my career, trying to make the connections between what we know about Shakespeare the man and the plays, I looked in both directions. Uh, Shakespeare writes so wonderfully about families, and particularly at the end of his career and before the period in, in this film, um, he often writes about problems with daughters. Um, in the last three or four plays, it's a, it's a prominent subject. He certainly writes about the loss of children, the difficulties of twins, and he, he has this kind of longing, it seems, for a reconciliation in families. He wants families to have happy endings, so much so that in the plays at the end of his life, he uses magic. But it made me feel that it was legitimate. If we started with the facts of Shakespeare's life, what happened when he went into retirement? Sexual scandals with the girls and, and problems with, with all sorts of things. Um, that could be a, a, a way of understanding how, how his own family life was very, very much likely to have influenced what he wrote. Now, Kenneth, you portray William Shakespeare in the film, and as an actor, you just get lost in your makeup. You are unrecognizable. But with a little dirtying up, I think you could play Fagin. Ah! <laughs> well, listen, you know, if you could mention that to a few people, maybe it's time for a, you know, revamp, you know, a new musical version of that on film. I'm, I'm available. I can let you have my agent's number and stuff, and maybe, maybe we can do a deal on this, Jeff. Now, I noticed as the director of All Is True, you did these massive long takes. You never interrupted the action. And also, you lit a lot of your scenes by candlelight. And I think you're the first director since Stanley Kubrick and Barry Lyndon who did that. What's the challenges of lighting a scene with a candle? Well, the, the main thing is just is is you've got to light them all the time, and you, can't, you, you don't want to cut too much because there'll be a problem with continuity in terms of the length of the, the candles. We did do things in one take, and we, we, just, we, we, we were quite pure in our approach. We said in the daytime sequences, we're going to look at the great masters. So the painter we want to imitate in the daytime is Vermeer, and the painter we want to imitate in the, in the night is Rembrandt. And he used candles, and everything falls away into darkness. And Zach Nicholson, our DP, went for that. And he said, but could you help me and you know, just try and do things in longer takes? I said, I'd love to do longer takes, because I've got all these great actors, and I want, I want the, the scenes inside these beautiful frames to explode. Um, and so with Ian McKellen and Judy Dench, you have that possibility. 
One of the highlights of the film is the great Sir Ian McKellen uh, playing the, is it the Earl of Southampton. And you recite the 29th sonnet by Shakespeare, but it's done two different ways. That was just absolutely brilliant to see two different perspectives of that sonnet. Well, it was a great idea of Ben Elton's to have Shakespeare declare this love poem from his heart and for, uh, for the Earl of Southampton to return it by way of a sort of letdown to someone who... Uh, was suffering from unrequited love, a love that could not be returned by him, but that was acknowledged by him. And, 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 and Ian McKellen's mastery in being, being able to vary that and make it mean something quite different was also another example of the incredible flexibility of Shakespeare in the hands of a, a great master performer like Ian. And you had your work cut out for you, going toe-to-toe with Judy Dench. She is just absolutely a treasure. She is, and she was so protective of Anne Hathaway. She was so proud to give her a voice, a woman who uh, history understands, could not read or write, and yet she was married to Shakespeare to the end of his life. She had something, this woman eight years older than him, who uh, bore him a child out of wedlock uh, when they were very young and went on to have these, these, these other children, bore the same tragedy, the loss of a child, a boy, Hamnet, when he was 11. And Judy, who has spent so many years living in Stratford and working in Stratford and doing Shakespeare, brought such a personal protective, loving, compassionate quality to Anne Hathaway. And, and she is, a, she is a, a one-off. She'd be exceptional in any field, but as an artist, she's magnificent. One of my favorite moments in All is True is, I don't know his name, I tried to find him in the credits, is that black actor who recited that scene from Titus. It was just so powerful. Yes, yes, yeah. His name is Nonzo Anozi, and I've worked with him several times. He was in our film of Cinderella. He will be in our film of Artemis Fowl, and he's a brilliant British actor who, and a terrific Shakespearean, and uh, he, boy, does he pop out of this movie. One of the highlights for me in the film was your exchange with Sir Thomas. The dialogue just going back and forth was just like rapid fire. Ben Elton gives William Shakespeare a moment where the worm turns. And a man who surprisingly is concerned with status, he buys a coat of arms so that he can be called gentleman. Some strange insecurities are there, and he's under the cosh from the family um, rigor, uh, decides to let Sir Thomas Lucy, his, his local nemesis, have it with both barrels. And it had Ben Elton's writing at its most uh, brilliantly vituperative. Well, Kenneth, um, it's safe to say after watching All is True that you have more talent in your daily than I could ever hope to have. (laughs) I love that, Jeff. (laughs) I love that line. I think I played it three or four times. I just... (laughs) In a summer full of Godzilla monsters and, and, and dolls that attack people with knives, this movie saved my soul. Thank you so much. Thanks a lot, Jeff. Nice to talk to you. If you're honest with yourself, then whatever you write... All is true. All right, for more reviews and interviews, you can surf on over to my website at VegasFilmCritic.com. Make sure you check me out on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you subscribe and comment below. Thank you for joining me in Las Vegas. I'm Jeffrey K. Howard. I'll see you next time.